I love how it just like freaks out for a minute. It's like, wait, yeah. stop. wait, wait. <laughs> and like the quality absolutely drops for a second. And then it's like, okay, okay. Okay, we're, we're cool. good. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Is that just going to be our do I got waves? <laughs> Literally, I was like, okay, do we got waves? And I was like, fuck, every time. Every like, time, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Yep. That was our yep. do I got waves. Yep. <laughs> It's Megan. It's Morgan. And, and we're in. Oh. <laughs> that was <laughs> rough. Okay. And we're sober this time. Yeah. It's just harder to do when we're not in person. Yeah, it is. Really hard. Well. Hi. Hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going? Well, I mean... Yeah, it's just a loaded question nowadays, Megan. Ah, goodness. Yeah, it's uh, not fun in the world right now. No. That's pretty much the theme of today's episode. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't we have a whole thing last episode about like, oh, what's our next episode going to be? It's a surprise. We're drunk. We don't know. Fuck it. And now we're like, well, we ended up changing it anyways. I actually don't even think we talked about the next episode because we just did it all. (laughs) No, we were drunk. It's fine. fine. We played played. Animal Crossing for three hours. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Uh, So today's going to be pretty much completely the opposite of last episode. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you need like a break in this episode, just go back and pick a random part in the last episode and start listening for a couple minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's actually such a good idea. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, today, uh, I don't even know how to say it. (laughs) No. Uh, Well, actually, I kind of want to start this episode by prefacing this all with um, anything that you hear on today's episode is the opinions and or feelings of two people who are not of color at all in any way, unless I get sunburnt. Which I didn't, by the way, yesterday, which was nice. I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, oh, girl, she gonna get burnt. But... I wear a shit ton of sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with that uh, said, if you hear anything that makes you angry or you think is wrong or whatever, uh, feel free to reach out, I guess. Yeah, I would like actually... Do, but... <laughs> I would love to talk to people who disagree with us because I think even that in itself is a good thing for what's going on right now is conversation and talking about it 100 Um, pretty much even with like us looking into it there's still a lot of stuff we might not know yeah like pretty much today our episode is about Black Lives Matter about that movement and about everything about what's going on right now in the world with uh people of color I think actually the term is BIPOC uh, I was kind of confused by that, I'm not going to lie, and I didn't look into the definition of it, because, hey. <laughs> I actually, I saw it online the other day, and I was like, oh, that makes sense, and then I, I completely forget what it, 
black, indigenous, and people of color. Okay, literally, there was a point yesterday where I was like, maybe they're specifically talking about like by people of color or whatever. And then I was like, no, maybe it's indigenous because I saw some people down there with like uh, signs for the indigenous women and stuff. So I thought yeah. possibly that. So, okay, cool. Let's yeah. So I think our kind of goal is because there's, like Megan said, we're two little white girls trying to figure <laughs> out what all this stuff means. Uh, we have the privilege of just learning about it, which is guilty in and of itself. Um, but this is kind of our first attempt in a series of learning about it, make creating awareness, um, maybe hopefully teaching people about it. Maybe. Or like yeah. inspiring people to do something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think we both have just been feeling really uh, guilty with all of our privilege lately. <laughs> and we want to do something with it. So, you know, we have a podcast. That's definitely yep. one thing we can do with it realistically the only I mean aside from like all the sharing on social media and stuff it's really the only other voice that we have to lend so it felt right definitely this was Um, this episode was decided on like less than a week ago it was earlier on Tuesday yep yep Yep. cool but first goodness yeah we're gonna do cupidity first to do something that is I don't know I want to say normal but like it's not no but you know just something (laughs) to break the ice before we get super heavy I also love how Skype just like froze I was gonna say your video just like froze and you've got the most like unimpressed face (laughs) yep (laughs) I'm so glad you can see that too Literally, I'm like, is that ever going to change? Or <laughs> I thought your audio froze for a second, too, because you stopped. Like, you didn't say anything. Oh, there so, it oh, is. Oh, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, so we're recording this over Skype again. Yes. That's still the world that we live in. And for yeah. additional reasons, which we'll get into later. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm first for asking this time, am I not? Yes, Oh wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have your timer ready? I am getting that right now. Oh, gosh. I just happened to look down at a question, and boy, is that relevant. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we're doing one minute over Skype now, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Cool. I kind of like the minute anyways. I feel like we get more... Like, we still rapid-fire them. It's not bad. Yeah, I agree. Maybe we'll just change it to a minute. All right. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Do you have the kind of body that's so hot it turns heads? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh my god, it turns my head, so whatever. Uh, Regardless of your actual age, do you consider yourself to be an adult? (laughs) God, no. (laughs) Imagine that, through some misfortune, your significant other loses the ability to have sex again. Do you stay with them? Yeah. Damn, y'all just have got a house together. Uh, if you had to guess, do you think humans will go extinct in the le- next millennium? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, can we come back to that one? Yeah. God. Have you ever been blackout drunk? No. Right this minute, how clean is your main personal bathroom? <laughs> it's actually not bad. Not bad. What a weird question. I know. Uh, what is more important in your life, passion or happiness? Happiness. 
Are you fetish friendly? I don't shame. <laughs> Do you avoid exposure to sunlight? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If I had time for another question, my next question was going to be, are you a vampire? <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what, the, what the list said. Yep. It's actually funny because uh, my friend at work is basically a vampire. Like, if there's any sun, she closes her blinds and, like, she has, like, two pairs of sunglasses she wears sometimes. Like, it's oh ridiculous. Um, I guess I actually kind of do, but not, like avidly I guess like I like being out with this <laughs> like I like being out in the sun and stuff but like if I had a choice to sit in the shade or in the sun it would be in the shade yeah that's that true. makes sense like well like you still want to be outside if you can yeah. yeah even though I really haven't been spending much time outside at all lately literally yeah. been inside all the time I literally was, like, bitching because uh, both Garrett and Eric have fucking, like, backyards that they can chill out in. And I, oh, and uh, fucking Will and Jesse have the porch. So I've just been bitching about how I don't have any outside space to hang out in. And uh, I was like, oh, Morgan has a porch. And I was like, yeah, but they haven't, like, really had a chance to do anything with the porch yet. So. No. Like, I sat in a chair when I was out there, but it's not, like, a chillable space just yet. And now you have cats. I was going to say, now we have cats, but even before that, like, I wanted to, like, go out on walks and even just sit outside and stuff. And, I mean, there was a couple days where I sat outside while Connor was, like, in the garage and stuff. But, like, other than that, we haven't really done anything. There's really no excuse. I don't know why we haven't. We just haven't. (laughs) I don't know. YOLO. I mean, besides everything being closed and it's a pandemic, I guess. But, like, there's that. You know. Yeah. Casually on fire. Very casually. That's just our new normal now. Um, I mean, it's a little less casual right now, but hey. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, More on that later. Yeah. Uh, So the humanity going extinct. In the next millennium, which like, we haven't even been around for a millennium. So. Yeah. Like. I feel like the odds of us fucking that up are pretty good. (laughs) I was going to say, I this is something I actively try not to think about because awesome. I think, I think it's definitely going to happen. Cause you know, there's already been not only talks about global warming, but like water shortages. Yeah. <laughs> Can't live without water. <laughs> like it's just something I really try not to think about because we're not filled with um, unlimited resources, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually they're going to run out. Yeah. What are you going to do? Who knows? We might evolve past the need for water. That's the other thing is I don't think humans will exist in a millennia anyways because the amount of evolution we could go through in a millennia is astronomical. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Bonkers. So, I mean, we just might not exist as humans anymore. That is, of course, if you uh, (laughs) buy into the theory of evolution, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Anyway. Yep. (laughs) That was kind of a weird, I don't know, that was a weird round of cupidity. <laughs> yeah, those are some weird questions. It was like, oh, the world's on fire? Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll ask yours now. All right. Are you ready? I should have nope. updated. One second. That's okay. All right. Oh, sorry, I had to yawn. Uh, 
Three, two, one, go. On average, what best describes how often you get stupid drunk? I try not to get stupid drunk, so, like, not very often. Are you ultimately responsible for your own happiness? Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> if you had to name your greatest motivation in life this far, what would it be? Love, wealth, or expression? Oh, I'm glad it gave me options. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> expression, I guess. Like, thus far, definitely expression. Mm. In the future, though. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. <laughs> uh, in regards to people who meet your sexual preference, is there a difference between finding them sexy and attractive? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Which of the following could you most easily bleh, easily live without for an entire month? Toothbrush, phone, or internet? Oh. Uh, <laughs> internet? Does that account? <laughs> my phone. <laughs> I'd use a computer. That's fine. My phone. Nice. That's the timer. <laughs> oh, I really want to ask the next one. Fine. <laughs> Have you ever seen your best friend naked? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's such like a salty, salty subject. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. So yeah, that I was fun. There wasn't really anything to go back on in that one. You had a couple deep questions. Yeah, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I guess we got to start now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. just over here sipping on my coffee. So, um, basically, today's episode, like I said earlier, it's kind of the first episode in a series because there's so much information about Black Lives Matter movement that I didn't even really understand until this week. Um, and it's weird because it's always, it's something that has been around for a long time, which I'll get into. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it really just feels like different this time that it's blowing up in a different, bigger way. Uh, so I think as things start to progress in this movement, we're going to talk about it in future episodes and possibly do more episodes about it. So this is just kind of a background on what Black Lives Matter, like that movement, uh, how it got started kind of stuff they're doing now, a little bit about what's going on now. Um, and then Megan also has something to talk about after. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or. Uh, basically just, I went to, I mean, anyone that knows us in real life, we live in like the Niagara region. Uh, they had a protest in Niagara Falls on Saturday. So yesterday we're recording this the day after uh, that I went to and it was really interesting. So. Yeah. I. Later. <laughs> Megan hasn't even really told me much about it. She sent me some pictures and was like, yeah, I'm not talking about this till we record. I was like, <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Okay. So I'm really excited to hear about it. Okay. So, uh, so Black Lives Matter. Uh, this is a movement. It originated with the African-American community, obviously. Um, it campaigns against violence and systemic racism towards black people. Um, and already I like want to stop because <laughs> so I didn't even really understand what systemic racism was until this week. Yeah. 
Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I didn't understand until this week. Yeah. To be honest. Like, there's obviously, I've always understood the whole acts of racism and this, like, racism exists as a whole. But I never really understood what systemic racism was. Uh, there was this video that I shared to my story on Instagram that just completely explained it really well. Like, basically, mm-hmm. gummies. Um, oh, was that the one with um, Jamal and, yeah, and the, the different neighborhoods? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it's like, it we just made like it... That. <laughs> Yeah, I think I will because it just explains it in a much better way than I could try to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But basically, just there's a lot of people that are saying, especially people that go in with the all lives matter or blue lives matter argument, um, they say that the reason that police brutality exists against black people more than white people is because black people do more crimes. And, you know, I'm not saying they're wrong. But <laughs> that statement isn't wrong in and of itself. But the problem is that systemic racism makes it more possible for Black people to do crime. Yeah, that, and it makes it, like, the system they're born into just kind of comes along with that, basically. Exactly. Like, we're we're born with more opportunity for success than Black people are. Um, not just because of our skin, but because of the opportunities that we have available to us. Just because we're yeah. white. And the opportunities that the, like, our generations before us had, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing, because people are like, oh, well, slavery was 400 years ago. It's like, yeah, that shit is still, like, yeah, people are slaves now. People aren't slaves now, but people are still benefiting from Black people being slaves now, and Black people are still suffering for that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, already you went on (laughs) already. Yes. Okay, so... Black You like you sketched out for a sec. I don't oh, know if okay. I'll come across on the recording. Yeah. Am I good now? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, Black Lives Matter regularly holds protests speaking out against police brutality and police killings of black people, um, and broader issues such as racial profiling and racial inequality in the United States criminal justice system. So Basically, this started in um, 2013. Uh, Black Lives Matter started with a hashtag on social media after the acquittal of George Zimmerman in the shooting death of African-American teen Trayvon Martin in February 2012. Oh, my God. I remember that. I know. And I recognize the name, too. So I actually brought up his little story because I think it's relevant. So Trayvon Martin pretty much started this Black Lives Matter movement, which I think is crazy. Uh, that like not crazy but like one killing kind of just was like hey enough is enough like we need to start doing something yeah so he was a 17 year old um black teenager he was fatally shot in florida by george zimmerman he was a member of the community watch he saw trayvon martin um walking back to his father's house um he went to the convenience store at night so he's walking back alone Zimmerman saw him and reported him to the Sanford police as suspicious. And then several minutes later, there was an altercation and Zimmerman fatally shot Martin in the chest. So he called the police because he was suspicious of him. And then a few minutes later, he ends up killing him. So uh, Zimmerman was injured during the encounter. 
and claimed he had been defending himself, so he wasn't charged at that time. Uh, The police said there was no evidence to refute his claim of self-defense and that Florida's stand-your ground law prohibited them from arresting or charging him. Uh, So after national media focused on the incident, Zimmerman was eventually charged and tried, but the jury acquitted him of second-degree murder and manslaughter. So... That's really all the details that I found about it. I didn't really get more information on, like, why he was acquitted. And I think that's the problem. (laughs) Like, people are being acquitted for things just because. So we're led to believe it's just because they're white. Like, what other reason is it? You said he was acquitted of second-degree murder? Yeah. So this is actually, just to kind of derail this for a sec, uh, this is a big thing that's going on with... I don't remember the cop's name, mostly because I can't fucking pronounce it. So every time I look at it, I just recognize it as a name. Um, The police officer that killed uh, George Floyd, he was originally only charged with um, third degree murder, which is accidental manslaughter. Second degree murder is um, purposeful, but accidental. So like it's not premeditated, but it was purposefully done. It wasn't a complete accident. And then first degree is like premeditated, purposeful, blah, blah, blah. So it makes sense that if, and it's a big thing with right now, he, so his charge got moved from third degree to second degree. So now it's purposeful, but not premeditated. And everyone's pushing for first degree because the sentence is harder. But if he gets charged with first degree murder, it's easier for him to claim innocence because he didn't technically premeditate the murder. So in the jury's eyes, he's not guilty of that charge if it gets pushed up to that. So for the Trayvon Martin one, if he was charged with third degree murder, I think it would have had a better chance, but the sentence wouldn't have been as hard. But because it was second degree murder, to be fair, probably still purposeful, but he claimed self-defense. Well, and that's the hard thing too, because in, in defense of the state, like if they have a law that says, if you're on my property, I can shoot you. Yeah. I mean- And there wasn't any like, like, a lot of these things now have been recorded on video and stuff, and there wasn't really anyone around at the time to do that, so. No, no. Which is so ridiculous. Yeah, like, I don't really see a lot of details about what exactly happened, because it was only Zimmerman and him there, and mm-hmm. um, Trayvon Martin died, so. Yeah, so that's what started the whole <laughs> thing. Uh, it became nationally, sorry, Black Lives Matter became nationally recognized for street demonstrations following the 2014 deaths of two African-Americans. So I'm also going to go into these guys' stories because I I recognize one, but not the other. So Michael Brown. I recognize that one. I recognize that one too. So he was responsible uh, for everything in Ferguson. Do you remember all that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally I'm reading this. I'm like, oh my God, I remember the Ferguson stuff. So 2014? I know. (laughs) That's wild. Uh, So August 9th, 2014, uh, Michael Brown Jr., an 18-year-old black man, was fatally shot by 28-year-old white Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson in Mm -hmm. Ferguson. So Brown was accompanied by his 22-year-old friend. Uh, Wilson said that an altercation ensued when Brown attacked Wilson in his police vehicle uh, for control of his gun until it was fired. Uh, Johnson stated that Wilson initiated a confrontation by grabbing Brown by the neck through his car window, threatening him and then shooting him. So this cop saying that he reached into the car to get his gun, but the friend is saying 
that the cop actually initiated the confrontation by grabbing Brown by the neck. So at this point, both Wilson and Johnson state that Brown and Johnson fled with Wilson pursuing Brown shortly after. Uh, Wilson stated that Brown stopped and charged him after a short pursuit. And Johnson contradicted this account, stating that Brown turned around with his hands raised after Wilson shot at his back. According to Johnson, Wilson then shot Brown multiple times until Brown fell to the ground. In the entire altercation, Wilson fired a total of 12 bullets, including twice during the struggle in the car. Uh, the last was probably the fatal shot. Brown was hit six times, all from the front. Jeez. Yeah. So, and it says here, so that event ignited unrest in Ferguson. Uh, so there was a subsequent FBI investigation found that there was no evidence that Brown had his hands up in surrender or said, don't shoot before he was shot. Uh, protesters believed that he had done so and used the slogan, hands up, don't shoot in protests. Um, protests were both peaceful and violent and continued for more than a week in Ferguson. Uh, police established a nightly curfew. It's so exactly what's happening right now, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and the response of area police agencies in dealing with the protests was strongly criticized by the media and politicians. Um, so then a grand jury was called and given extensive evidence from uh, Robert McCulloch. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, the St. Louis County prosecutor. Um, he announced that the grand jury decided not to indict Wilson. Uh, he reported the conclusion of its own investigation and cleared Wilson of civil rights violations in the shooting. Uh, it found forensic evidence supported the officer's account and witnesses who corroborated the officer's account were credible and that witnesses who had incriminated him were not credible. Wow. So what, who decides what's credible? Yeah, what, and not what does credible? that even mean? I know. Uh, it does say here some admitted that they did not directly see the events. So, I mean, yeah, I guess that's not credible. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice concluded that Wilson shot Brown in self-defense. But it's chasing like chasing them down the street. Like, what? I know. And it's like his friend was there and his friend saw the whole thing. And his friend said, no, that's not what happened. And they're like, but the police officer said this. So, yeah, like, I, I don't really understand that, but... They're just trusted more over, I want to say civilians in general, which is true, but there's obviously still that gap between, like, if I was to say that to a cop and otherwise, basically. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do kind of understand where police are trained um, and you're supposed to expect them to tell the truth and to be respectful of people and protect us. So obviously you want to believe the policeman, but... If the only other witness was another black person and this black person was shot for being black, like, what are you supposed to, yeah. you know, like, it, it's just tricky. Um, so there was that one for Ferguson. And then there was Eric Gardner in New York City. And I don't remember hearing about Eric Gardner. Do you? I remember, like, I recognize the name. Yeah, I, I didn't. Um, but here, so he died also in 2014 in July. Uh, so he died in New York City. Um, an officer put him in a chokehold while arresting him. Arresting him. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I don't actually know if you can see that, but that's like a. Okay. A, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so let me that's just. just on the Wikipedia. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sure. I know. 
so the officers approached Gardner on suspicion of selling single cigarettes from packs without tax stamps. Uh, so he told the police that he was tired of being harassed and that he was not selling cigarettes. The officers attempted to arrest him. Uh, when the officer pla- placed his hands on Garner, Garner refused to cooperate and pulled his arms away. Uh, the officer placed his arm around Garner's neck and wrestled him to the ground. With multiple officers restraining him, Garner repeated the words, I can't breathe, 11 times while lying face down on the sidewalk. After Garner lost consciousness, officers turned him, turned him onto his side to ease his breathing. He remained lying on the sidewalk for seven minutes while the officers waited for an ambulance to arrive. He was pronounced dead at an area hospital approximately one hour later. Jesus. Yep. So a medical examiner ruled Garner's death a homicide. Uh, According to the medical examiner's definition, a homicide is a death caused by intentional actions of another person. Uh, The use of the term does not necessarily mean that a crime was committed. Uh, Specifically, an autopsy indicated that Garner's death resulted from compression of the neck, chokehold, compression of chest, and prone position during physical restraint by police. Um, And then asthma and heart disease um, and asthma and diabetes, as well as obesity, were cited as contributed factors as well. But, like, still, that (laughs) if that excessive force didn't happen, then none of those factors would. He was clearly fine before. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to see what happened to the officer. Um, so in July of 2015, an out-of-court settlement was announced in which the city of New York would pay the Garner family $5.9 million. Jesus. Yeah. And then in 2019, the U.S. Department of Justice declined to bring criminal charges against the officer rights law. Uh, New York Police Department disciplinary hearing regarded the officer's treatment of Gardner was held in the summer of 2019, which is like five years later. I can't believe how long this shit takes. Uh, In that court hearing, an administrative judge recommended that the officer's employment be terminated, so he was fired two weeks later, more than five years after Gardner's death. So So he was a cop those whole five years. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, so, I I actually didn't, I don't remember hearing anything really about that case. So, I thought that was interesting, too. So, um, It's also wild to me that it took them five years to do anything with the officer, but the, the city, like, paid the family off, basically, like, right quick. Yep. Yep. Mm. And I think that's the whole thing with, Black Lives Matter is that I bet you any money like Black Lives Matter was a big part in five years later this happening you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like they were just completely on them like what about Eric Gardner like what about the officer that killed him why isn't anything being done yeah um so then that was a big thing for them those two deaths um and then in the summer of 2015 (laughs) they became involved in the 2016 United States presidential election. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the overall Black Lives Matter movement is a decentralized network and has no formal hierarchy, um, but there have been many reactions to the Black Lives Matter movement through politics, which I just kind of hate the sentiment that lives are politics, but, you know, whatever. You know. That's fine. Um, Let me see. There's something else, too. Oh, so 
in Ferguson, there were there was a shooting of two police officers. And so, so that's when the hashtag Blue Lives Matter started with uh, created by supporters of the police. Um, and some civil rights leaders have disagreed with the tactics tactics. Oh, my God. Tactics used by Black Lives Matter activists. Um, and then so basically what this is saying is that Black Lives Matter was big in 2013, 14, 15. And since the election, haven't really heard much from them. And then now since George Floyd's death, it's kind of been brought up and blown up again. Um, I have a timeline of like notable events too, which I thought was interesting. Um, So 2014 was when they did the Michael Brown, Eric Gardner. There's actually a bunch of names, some that I recognize, some I don't. So there's Dontre Hamilton, John Crawford III, um, Ezell Ford, Laquin McDonald, Akai Gurley, Tamir Rice, which I remember, mm-hmm. um, Antonio Martin, and Jerem, Jerem Reed, among others. And I just want to quickly look Tamir Rice. He was a 12-year-old boy. Right. Yeah. He was a 12-year-old boy. He was killed in Cleveland, Ohio by a 26-year-old police officer. Uh, The boy was carrying a replica toy airsoft gun, and the officer shot him almost immediately after arriving on the scene. Yeah. The dude's 12 years old. Like, anyway. So in 2014, there was actually a lot more deaths than uh, was originally reported. Uh, So Black Lives Matter movement pretty much protested every single one that they could. Um, in August, uh, they organized a freedom ride that brought more than 500 Amer- African Americans from across the United States into Ferguson. So that's where all the Ferguson riots started. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, this just goes over a bunch of stuff. So in 2015, um, Black Lives Matter demonstrated against the deaths of numerous African Americans by police actions, um, Sandra Bland being one of them. She's one of the ones that I've seen talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, And then in March, they protested at Chicago mayor's office demanding reforms within the public, uh, sorry, the Chicago police department. Um, And then in April, they protested over the deaths of Freddie Gray, which included the 2015 Baltimore protests. Um, so basically, this just goes over all of the protests that happened. Oh, and then in 2015, the first anniversary of Michael Brown's death, uh, they rallied and held vigil and marched in St. Louis across the country. That's nice. Um, and then 2016 was when they started in uh, to get involved in the election. I'm just trying to see here. There was a lot of, uh, they started filming the protests. Let's see. She live streamed a video on Facebook in the immediate aftermath of the shooting in a protest, um, which was fatal to Castile. He was driving a car and her four-year-old daughter as passengers with his girlfriend. He was pulled over. Why was he pulled over? Yeah, he was pulled over for no reason. Okay, cool. Yeah, pulled over for no reason. He said, uh, do you have a gun in the car? He said, I'm licensed to carry. 
Um, and then the officer said, don't move. As he was putting his hands back up, the officer shot him in the arm four or five times. Jesus. And he died. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Let me see. I wanted to get into the... So 2016 is when the U.S. National Anthem protest started. Yes, with Colin Kaepernick. I, I can't, yeah, I can't believe that was that long ago. Um, yeah, Colin Kaepernick of the San Francisco 49ers sat during the anthem mm-hmm. as opposed to the tradition of standing before his team's third preseason game. Uh, so his he was saying, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. Uh, to me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the streets and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. And for some reason, this really offended white people. For some reason. Yeah, it basically became about him, like, disrespecting the flag when that wasn't at all what it was originally about. No. Um, 2017... It was really just more protests of more people passing away. And see, this is crazy because I don't really remember anything in 2017 or 18 about any more deaths. But 2017, there's like five more deaths that happened and five more protests. And even then, those are still the only ones that are like being talked about. Yep, you're right. And then in 2020... um, Obviously, this is what's happening right now. So uh, February 23rd, Ahmed Arbery. Do you know about what happened to him? No. So this is kind of what started the whole thing. So George Floyd kind of made everything big. But Ahmed Arbery, um, he was an unarmed 25-year-old African-American man. Oh, he was the jogger, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was fatally shot while jogging. Um, In his neighborhood, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was, but it was, this is kind of speculatory because he was on a jog and it might've been away from his neighborhood or, or not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Still. Um, so he was fatally shot while jogging. Ar- Arbery had been pursued and confronted by two white residents, a father and son who were armed and driving a pickup truck. Um, so when I was looking into that one specifically, to my understanding, like, I know that his neighbors have confirmed that he did go on jogs like every day. That was something that he did all the time, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure if when he was shot, he was in his own neighborhood. That's something that I'm iffy on. And also like if he regularly went on jogs through that neighborhood, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not hundred percent sure, but I do know a reason that those two white dudes um, were suspicious of him was because he went through, um, there was a house that was being built And he went through the house just to take a look at it. Um, And they have a camera out in front. And not only did he do that, but a lot of people were doing that. Because it's nobody's actual property and you can go in and look if you want to. It's not a crime. But those two men saw him doing that and they didn't recognize him. And I guess there have been robberies going on in that neighborhood. So they were suspicious of him. So they called in, um, but they didn't want to wait for anyone to come down. So they followed him in the truck and basically they, uh, the one guy brought out a shotgun and they went up to him and they're like, Hey man, we just want to talk. We just want to talk. And obviously this guy is unarmed, scared for his life. Cause this guy comes out of his truck with a shotgun. 
Well, um, and I'm pretty sure from like videos and stuff that I've seen, like they they followed him in the truck for a while. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they did follow him down the street, like screaming at him and stuff. And then they finally got out with shotgun. And then Ahmed Arbery was trying to get away, but he tried to take the gun from him. And in self-defense, the guy shot Ahmed and then he died. Jesus. Yeah. So I don't know what that crime was. He went on a jog and ended up dying. Jesus. (laughs) Yep. Um, And then there was Breonna Taylor um, on March 13th, which I didn't actually think that was that recently, but then I found out she was like, she's working as a medical, like, I think she was a nurse. Like, yeah, she worked. Uh, she worked two two EMT jobs. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, and she was sleeping, and police killed her in her sleep, which is insane. Because so they were they were undercover uh, cops, so they were wearing normal clothes, and they were in unmarked police vehicles. So in the middle of the night, these two guys break into the apartment, and Obviously, the boyfriend is like, what the fuck are these people doing in my apartment? So he was licensed to carry, and he did shoot um, at one of the officers. I don't know if he killed the officer or not. No, he didn't, but he is charged with attempted murder now. Attempted murder, that's what it was. I was like, yeah. why is he being charged for murder? Attempted murder, right. Yeah. So fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, he shot the one guy. He didn't know it was an officer. He just thought it was some guy. And then they responded with shooting... Brianna Taylor in the bed like eight times. I think in the thing I read, there was like, I don't know, somewhere in the double digits of like shots that were actually sent off, but she ended up getting shot eight times. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then the boyfriend called 911, and in the call, he said, Someone kicked in the door and shot my girlfriend. And it's like, Jesus. I know, it's so awful. Oh, also, the person that they were looking for not only didn't live in that apartment, but was already in custody. Yep. Yep. So. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like that in defense of that. They're saying, oh, well, it was the wrong house. So, like, our bad. But it's like, so. Your plan was to just roll in and start shooting anyway? Not that you were shooting at someone that was shooting at someone that was sleeping without talking to them. Like, like I don't know. Nothing makes any sense to me in these these situations. So I guess the whole background of the Black Lives Matter, that was a very short, like, summary of how long they've been around. It was just crazy to me that they've been around this long, and I've heard some of the stories, but they've been active pretty much all year, all the time, for eight years now. And I really only remember a few bits and pieces. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, again, I have the privilege of just learning about it and I don't have to live with it, but I just feel like the media isn't covering it as well as they should be because I don't remember a lot of these stories. I don't remember a lot of stuff that they're doing. Oh man. And like, even when the media is covering it, it's so hard to know if not, not only if you're being told truths, but if you're being given the whole story, I saw a video. I actually saw the video before I saw like the cut video and it was, I'm, I believe it was in New York. It was the NYPD and it was two like SUV cruisers trying to get through a crowd and they're just kind of like slowly like nudging forward and then the one car there's like a one of those 
wooden like pylon thing i don't know what the fuck it's called in front of him but there's a bunch of people in front of it and he just like gives it into it and like basically drives into this crowd of people and like knocks a bunch of them over and shit and i was like holy fuck that's horrific and mm-hmm. then like two or three days later i saw a thing and it was um cnn had aired that same clip but they cut it just before the cop guns it into the crowd So it shows, like, the crowd, like, going around the car, but then it cuts just before he guns it so that that's not shown. Of course. So it's not even, like, them, like, lying to you blatantly. They're just not showing you the whole truth. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's it's hard to figure out what is the real truth when you don't know who to trust. I mean, that's always the case, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you always have to do your research and do your due due diligence. But I just assumed when people were dying that you didn't have to double check what the truth was. Like, yeah. And anyway, it's just making me question a lot of the information that I do have. Yeah. No, it it is. And something else that I was going to talk about before you went on about the protest, too, was so there have been a lot of people not a lot, a few people that I are acquaintances, I have been acquaintances with that I'm no longer (laughs) because of what they've been posting. Oh, goodness. A lot of it is basically just saying the issue isn't racially rooted. It's just police brutality, like all lives matter, all that bullshit. And this is hard to understand how people that just because people are saying black lives matter doesn't mean that your life all of a sudden doesn't matter. Like they're not saying that all lives don't matter. They're saying that right now black people are being killed all the time for no reason for sleeping, (laughs) you know, like it's, yeah, I, I get that, you know, all people have been killed by or have been victims of police brutality. It's not just black people, but the reasons that black people are being shown police brutality are a lot worse Completely different. and a lot, yeah, a lot less severe for these white people. Like for white people that go in and shoot up places, they're, you know, gently handcuffed. One guy was brought through the Burger King drive-thru on his way to jail. Wow. And, yeah. And that was for knowingly shooting up a church. He said, yeah, I, I shot up this black church because I knew there'd be a bunch of black people in it. And he was brought to Burger King on his way to jail. That's wild. Yet black people are pulled over for no reason and then choke hold and shot killed. in front of their children. And yeah, yeah. that's awesome. that's the issue. Yes, it's police brutality, but it's police brutality stemming from racism. That yeah. is the actual issue. Um, but I saw something yesterday that got me really riled up. Oh, good. So this one girl. I haven't unfriended her yet just because basically I want to see what she's posting. (laughs) And uh, she posted this video of this black person saying stuff that I don't agree with and pretty much goes against Black Lives Matter. And she was saying, see, a black person said it, so it's okay. Uh... Yeah, so I couldn't actually even get through the whole video because it was just a um, a lot of things that were irrelevant. So basically she was saying... Uh, the black person was saying that George Floyd, mm-hmm. we actually haven't talked about him yet, but no. um, <laughs> do you know more about his death? I only know like the, the basics. Yeah. I, I know very basic info on that one, basically. 
Okay. Um, so George Floyd was uh, being arrested. He was accused of using a counterfeit bill. And uh, basically the cops, it just escalated. And the arrest, the, the officer used his knee to push down on his windpipe to get him to stop fighting back, I guess. And he, George Floyd for eight minutes was saying, you know, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Asking for his mother, like asking for mercy, basically. And the cop did not move. And he just kept his knee there and he died. And it's like, you know, you don't have to do that for someone that's begging for mercy. Like, I just don't. No. I don't get it. Anyway. So this black person was saying, you know, obviously George Floyd shouldn't have been murdered. And obviously that shouldn't have happened. But... I don't like that people are saying that George Floyd was some kind of hero and like a good person because he wasn't a good. And her reasons for saying that was because I guess the autopsy showed that he was on fentanyl when he died. So he was on drugs. Um, When they called for the arrest, it was because he kept trying to buy something with a counterfeit bill and he wouldn't leave the store. So obviously he was high and out of his mind and whatever. Um, and I guess he also tested positive for COVID, which I don't get why that makes him a bad person because anyone can be, anyone can get COVID now. That's the whole yeah, he point was, of the pandemic. I'm pretty sure he was asymptomatic too. Yeah. Showing yeah. any symptoms of it. Yeah. But basically they're saying because he was a drug user, because he had a history of, uh, criminal acts that, you know, he's not some hero that we should be idolizing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the point of they're not idolizing George Floyd as a person. They're saying that someone like George Floyd should have been treated with, I I guess, respect. Like if that was a white person that was on drugs, they would have used possibly some force to get him on his knees, put his hands behind his back, his handcuff him. But that would have been it. Yeah. No no one would have sat on his windpipe for eight minutes while this guy's saying he can't breathe and he's going to die. Like, no. That's the whole point where it's like, we're not saying that George Floyd shouldn't have, you know, seen some kind of like, yeah, he should have been fine. Maybe he should have gone to jail. You know, he broke the law. He was using illegal drugs. We're not saying that that we're saying he didn't deserve to die. The violence is totally unnecessary. Yeah, it's totally unnecessary for using a counterfeit bill. Like that should be a fine or whatever. Like, yeah, put bail on him, put him in jail, whatever. That's that's a whole nother issue that we can tackle in the future but right now the issue is that he died for basically no reason yeah and it could have been avoided it's not like it happened in an instant where the the officer was scared and he put off a shot and he died like this was using excessive force for eight whole minutes until he passed away like that's not yeah i don't know and like it's one thing to be like oh he was struggling like I was trying to hold him down or whatever, but like I, before I even really knew what all this was about, like it must've been like the day after or something that had happened. I saw the video on Facebook and I literally got like five or 10 seconds in. Cause like the look on the cop's face is completely like passive, not caring, doesn't matter to him what's going on. And like George isn't fighting him at all to be uh, now that I've seen like quotes. Cause uh, a bunch of people yesterday had, everything that he said in the eight minutes written out on signs so when I saw it it was about halfway through so like he might have been a little more docile at that point because you know he was suffocating uh but yeah I got like 10 seconds in and I was like I can't watch this like how could you do that for eight minutes that's 
like no. fucked up like that's the thing like it's I understand police sometimes have to use force to calm people down and get them into a position where they stop fighting I get that but you know after a few minutes and after he's just sitting there begging for his life like how can you just sit there and still kill him like yeah. it just makes it makes no sense it's almost like he it, it looks like he wanted to kill him yeah that's what his face gives off in the video yeah in my opinion yeah Whew, okay yeah <laughs> i think that's all i can talk about for right now <laughs> that's cool cool this let's hear about that fun. protest <laughs> mm-hmm. well okay and before I guess I get into the protest, I feel like a lot of what's going on right now has kind of forced me to look at my part in it because like, I want to be that person that's like, oh, you know, I had like black friends in high school and this and that. And, you know, I was never actively racist to them. But uh, a big part of the movement right now is that not actively being racist isn't enough. You need to be actively anti-racist because just being silent and ignoring it like doesn't help there was like I'd say two or three days after it all like started happening that Garrett would bring it up in like our chat and I'd literally just have to leave the chat and like not look at it because I couldn't process it I guess I don't know uh and then yeah a lot of that like actively anti-racist stuff came out and I was like shit like this is the part that I'm playing in it by ignoring it and not forcing myself to acknowledge it I have a privilege to ignore it but that's exactly what we're trying to not do mm-hmm. basically yeah uh, that's actually how this episode came up because me and Megan were talking basically just about how guilty we felt about you know yeah like I saw this post about like if you don't have any black people like close to you you're part of the problem and it's like man like I don't really have many black people close to me and I don't want to be part of the problem it's not like I've been actively like denying black people or whatever it's just that you know our paths haven't crossed and whatever but Mm -hmm. it's just something that you have to think about it's like but why why hasn't that happened and what is going on in the black community that I have no idea about because I don't have anyone close to me (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's about like like you said just sitting in that being uncomfortable and doing something about it yeah and forcing yourself to kind of sit with how you feel and why you feel that way basically yeah. And then, uh, yeah, deciding to do something about it, basically. So I actually, on Blackout Tuesday, which is the Tuesday that just passed, um, it was, like, one of the first posts I saw on my Facebook when I woke up that morning that there was a protest in the falls. And, like, instinctually, I was like, I need to go to that. Like, that's something I want to do. And then I was like, COVID, though. Like, that. Ugh. And I, I wrestled with that all morning. And then you and I talked about the podcast. And then Eric actually messaged me and was like, hey, me and a friend from work are going to this. Like, if you guys are going, we'll see you there. And I was like, okay. Like, I think if other people that I know are going for some reason, that makes me feel better about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, there was like, there was a lot of rioting and stuff going on. And just back and forth stories of like the media portraying it as like, you know, they're being vicious and this and that. And then on social media, there was a lot of the protests are peaceful, but they're being antagonized basically. Um, so I basically spent the week just kind of debating on whether or not to go to that. And then I sat on if it's kind of a privilege to decide to want to go and want to do it. So I was like, yeah, like 
whatever, I'll go do it. They, and like through the week they were posting in the event, like everyone needs to wear masks, like we're practicing social distancing, it's super peaceful and all that. And then I need to look at the actual date. Oh, this was posted on Saturday. That's awkward. So I don't remember the actual date, but obviously we live in Niagara region, like I said. And um, either the Thursday or Friday before that, I think it was the Thursday, there was protests in Buffalo in Niagara Square, which is down by uh, the Peace Bridge, just by over there. So like it's not right across the border from us. It's more towards Fort Erie and shit, but it's close enough. Um, And they had instilled a curfew there. And that was actually kind of something I wanted to mention was that a lot of the protests weren't actually getting violent until they the cities that they were in started inflicting curfews and stuff because at that point then the police have quote unquote the right to kick you out of the street basically and they were using incredibly excessive force and also i'm sorry this is going to be a clusterfuck before i get into that uh (laughs) they were like actively attacking the media which is like something you don't even do in wars like that's the geneva convention thing so like that really fucked me up because they were purposefully trying to silence the media, basically. Silence the media. And then I heard they were also attacking medics. Yeah. Oh my God. They were like destroying medic stations and like putting gasoline on their supplies so that if they tried to use them, it would burn them and dumping all their water and like the milk for tear gas. They were tear gassing children. God. Like wild, wild shit. So like this Mm -hmm. whole week I'm, I'm seeing all this happen and I'm like, fuck, like, is this, what I need to prepare for on Saturday. Like, I don't even know. Um, yeah. And then the Thursday or Friday, there was protests in Buffalo. Um, they basically, what had happened was a police officer shoved over. There was a 74 year old man or 75 year old protester. Sorry. Um, there was like a helmet, a police helmet that was on the ground and he picked it up and was walking up to the officers to return it. And he shoved the man so hard that he fell back on his head and basically immediately started bleeding from his ears Oh my um, God. yeah, a bunch of officers like walked past him and like continued on. And then like a couple of them stopped and were like, we need a medic, like, meh. but it wasn't like, there was no immediate sense of getting this guy actual help. And like the other protesters were trying to come in and help them and they were like shoving them back. So like seeing wow. that so close to home was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, I guess, like if they start moving towards us. I don't know, back up, I guess. But the other thing was that a big thing on the internet was that statistically speaking at a riot, I am less likely to get fucked up than any other people that are there that are people of color. So there was was a lot of, yeah, using like my privilege as that to kind of be a barrier between them. And I'm like, I mean, I'm a small person, but I'm with like other people. So cool, I guess we'll do that. We'll try. Um, Yeah, and then, like, the Saturday morning, literally, Chance and I were, like, making a game plan of, like, okay, if shit goes down, like, we tried to park, like, kind of farther away so that if they started, like, blocking off streets and shit, we could just, like, run and get to the car, basically, and hopefully get out if they happen to block it off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we ended up going with Will and Jesse were supposed to come, but Jesse ended up being too hungover because we had a barbecue the night before. Um, (laughs) So Jesse didn't come, but Will did. And we're, like, we're sitting on the porch just, like, chatting and whatever before we leave. And then Will's, like, so I don't know if it's going to come to this, but, like, do we have, like, a plan if shit hits the fan? And we were, like, yeah, like, we've already talked about it and whatever. And then we were meeting Eric there. And, like, 
I just needed to make sure that like everyone that I knew that was there was like in one spot and that I could keep my eye on them. Mm-hmm. And like, I was in an anxious mess before we got there, basically. It was yeah. interesting. Uh, so the march, I am an idiot also. It started where Highway 420 and Victoria Ave meet. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was going to go towards like Clifton Hill and all that. And then it said we were going to go down to the park, uh, kneel in the park for eight minutes. And there was supposed to be a protest on the Buffalo side that came down and met us in whatever their park was and knelt on the other side. I don't actually think that protest in Buffalo ended up happening. I don't know because uh, we couldn't see Buffalo from where we were because I'm an idiot. It went the other way back towards the Whirlpool Bridge by the train station and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the protest ended up actually being underneath the bridge that goes across, I believe. I'm, like, poor with geographics. I'll post a map of it, I guess. I have lots of pictures. Um, <laughs> yep. But, yeah, it's literally, like, just past the train station when you go down and the road, like, turns was where we stopped. So we, oh, my God, I can hear her tiny meows. I know. She's very insistent right now. Like, I'm tr- <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I hear purrs. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, that's comforting. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, we ended up going. They asked us to wear, like, all black to just, like, in solidarity, basically. And Eric shared this thing to me beforehand that was, like, you know, make sure to cover your tattoos and stuff. And I was, like, I'm not wearing a long sleeve. I'll fucking die. Sorry. That's that's just not happening. So, oh, my God. Her purse is so loud. (laughs) Well, she's coming up on the laptop. Just Hi, (laughs) Jenny. Oh. Oh, baby. She's so cute. Molly's oh, they're both there. Oh, yeah. okay. Brief pause to appreciate that both of Morgan's <laughs> cats are hanging out with her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, we ended up parking. I don't know what the fuck the park is, but it's on Morrison, just near Victoria. I don't know. It's about a five or ten minute walk. I can't. I, can't, I want to say Gates Park. I it's across from a cemetery. Oh, oh, yep, yep. There's like yep. a walking track. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we ended up parking there and then we were like, cool, we can just go straight down to Victoria. We'll meet up with them there. Um, so the walk wasn't supposed to start until two and at like 20 after one, Eric called us and he's like, yo, we're already moving. And I was like, uh, okay, try and keep us updated on where you are, I guess. And then as we were walking down, we saw like they were going the opposite way that I thought on Victoria. And I was like, oh, like if they started over by the highway and like we're over here they actually might be near us so they actually ended up being like just past us so we got them to stop and met up with them and whatever mm-hmm. um it was really interesting to see so we walked from there down to the bridge we passed a church and there was the priest of the church on the steps with like a mask on and he was basically like blessing everyone as we went past with like safety and prosperity and stuff I don't know it was really sweet mm. um and there was like a lot of signs obviously signs everywhere um there's people like hanging out of their cars with signs and like honking at us there uh they didn't really stop traffic so it was mostly just like on the sidewalks and stuff oh that's good yeah but like it was like mad respectful it was kind of unreal I was on the phone with Eric at one point and a protester actually stopped us when we were crossing the street to let a bunch of cars go first and then like we kept going so that was kind of cool yeah um I I have seen like people post from being there that a lot of cars drove past and like yelled like 
basically racist shit at them. I personally didn't see any of that. It was actually kind of wild. I don't think I experienced anybody that was like against the movement. Like there was even people just driving by that like honked as we went and whatever. So that was kind of cool. Um, there was a lot of fucking people there, man. Like yeah. a lot of people. And I realized that like, first of all, obviously this is the first protest type event I've ever been to. But, like, other than maybe a convention or something, like, I've never been in a gathering of that many people, really, other than for, like, a festival or, like, a convention or something. And, like, damn, son, hearing that many people chant the same thing is, like, wild. Well, and especially when you know it's for a reason that's, like, really important right now and something that really needs to change, like... I even, I know the power of being at a concert and having everybody say the same lyrics. So, like, I can't even yeah. imagine the power of people chanting things for change. Like, that must Congrats. have been so moving. Yeah. Oh, man. I, it, and, like, speaking as a self-proclaimed empath, I guess, like, just feeling all that was overwhelming as fuck. But really, really nice. Yeah, um, of course. So we ended up we ended up getting down to the Whirlpool Bridge around two. So we actually ended up standing there for about an hour. And like it was nice every time the clouds covered the sun, like the breeze was really, really nice. And then the sun would come back out and I'd just be standing there like, oh man, it's so hot. I don't know if I can stand here. And then there'd just be like a tiny little angry protester in the back of my head, like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> oh no, I gotta stand in the hot sun. Like, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> so Did yeah, that was water. We did. We brought, like, a lot okay. of water. Again, we brought sunscreen. We actually reapplied sunscreen while we were standing at the Whirlpool Bridge. Chance and I did. So I didn't get nice. any burns, which was beautiful and rare. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, like, seeing the the spread of people that were there. Like, there was, like, a bunch of old people. There was people our age. There was a bunch of children there. I saw, I have a picture of it. There was, like, uh, a mother who was, like, you know, super pale skin, blonde hair, and she had her adorable little brown son with her, and he just, like, was holding his little sign, and, like, I don't know, it just hurts your heart to see stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. they don't really know why they're there. No. And that's the thing that now these parents have to have to, ex- like, they have to explain, like, people mm-hmm. are against your existence, basically. Like, how sad yeah. is that? Yeah, it um, was unreal. There's a lot of people actually on my Facebook that ended up going and I didn't end up going because of COVID because, you know, people in my life are high risk and anxious about it. So um, I didn't go, but I know there's a lot of people on my Facebook that I didn't expect to go that actually went. So I know there was probably a shit ton of people there. Oh, yeah. Um, And that's good. And I did hear that the police was supposed to be there in support, right? Uh, Yeah, they were. So, um when you're walking down Victoria and you make that turn onto whatever the fuck, I think it's like bridge street that the, the railroad station's on. They had actually, they blocked that. They didn't like officially block it off, but like they were kind of sitting there and like telling people not to turn down so that we could take up the whole road at that point. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there was a lot of officers like mingling around in the, like the crowd and stuff, which by the way, for anyone wondering, we all did wear masks. We were actually, like, pretty on the outside of the crowd for the most part. Um, there were, like, smaller, like, tighter bits of the crowd closer to the center. But it really wasn't that bad. And, like, everyone was wearing masks. Everyone had, like, hand sanitizer. It seemed like everyone was really respectful of all that. Um, 
I think and the, only, yeah. the only thing that I noticed was, so you sent me that picture like by the bridge and whatever, and there was a lot of people like clumped together. That's really the only thing yeah. that I saw. There was a lot of people under the bridge in that one spot, which like, I was really glad that when we got there and kind of how we ended up walking down and staying that we personally were able to kind of stay on the sidelines. But I also kind of liked that because I wasn't there to be in the thick of it. I was just there to be a supporting person, lend my voice, etc. Exactly. So uh, that was nice. There was a lot of doggos. I met a lot of cute little puppies. Aww, nice. It was really sweet. There was like three dogs we had in front of us at one point and someone was like, oh, look, equality amongst dogs too. And I was like, Oh, that's sweet. Aw, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. There was a lot of people on the other side of the bridge, too, from what I've seen. Like, there was a decent amount of people on our side, but from what I've seen, the other side of the bridge was absolutely filled. Uh, we, like I said, could not see the states from that side, so I don't know if they ended up doing their thing. Um, but so there was, like, obviously a lot of chanting and singing. I do have recordings of it. I don't know if we're going to splice it into this or maybe post it as like something separate. I have a couple of videos and audio recordings, but we also did uh, an eight minute kneel as a group, basically to symbolize the eight minutes that the officer was kneeling on George Floyd. Uh, I have the full eight minutes of that. And it started with, I couldn't see, I think they were on top of the bridge with the sound system. By the way, they brought a sound system, which I thought was excellent. Yeah. Um, oh my God, I can hear the bean scratching at my door to get in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I actually, I heard that and I was like, are those mine? But I, they're just like, no. play, they're play fighting right now. So. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little bit of levity in this. That's nice. Right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it started off with, and I'm hoping that I, when I listen back to it, I can figure out what song it was because it was just this woman singing the song for like three or four minutes and it was fucking beautiful. Like, yeah. So that was cool. Um, however, I, so originally I knelt down on one knee, uh, the, 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 on one knee a la like Colin Kaepernick kind of deal. Cause that's what everyone was doing. And eventually my pussy ass knees gave out and I had to kneel on both knees. Um, but I was just kind of like kneeling there and like thinking about it. And I was like, can you imagine like kneeling on top of a person for this long? Like just in general. And then also while they're begging for their life. Like, so yeah, I cried like a lot while we were kneeling. It was interesting. Uh, and then we started singing the national anthem out of nowhere. Someone just, yep. I don't know if that was planned or not, but we all started singing the national anthem. But also everyone started standing while we were singing the national anthem. And I got like halfway through the first like bit of it. And I was like, do I stand? Do I stand? <laughs> do I kneel? Isn't kneeling the point of this? Shit, shit, shit. And then I was like, no, no, it's not my right to kneel. I don't fucking know. And I stood up. <laughs> oh so that was God. fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun little mental <laughs> thing that I had when that happened uh yeah. but yeah hearing everyone sing like especially because I haven't heard the national anthem sung as a group since like probably high school at some point or I, that's a lie every time I go to the race in the summer they do the national anthem so in like a year I haven't heard it but also uh race fans are a lot less passionate than people at a protest oh definitely yeah, so that was cool. Uh, I also, while I was kneeling, looked down and there was like a little flower blooming like right between my knees in the grass. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Fuck. So precious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then it basically went off from there with people just saying like, you know, obviously don't just leave here and like, that's it. 
keep it going, basically. Keep educating yourself and keep the voice strong, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's a lot of stuff, like I said, this is going to be just the bare minimum to get us going. And then we're going to start doing more episodes about it because there's so much to learn. Uh, We have the privilege of not living through racism. So there's a lot to learn about it. Um, Specifically, I think systemic racism, because I think... me and you are both pretty well versed in just acts of racism and, and racism existing, but systemic racism is a big thing. That's the issue right now. And nobody knows enough about it. Yeah. Especially when I didn't like, I recognize that I just benefited from being a white person in general in life, like not yeah. necessarily directly benefiting, but there was things that weren't made harder because of it. Exactly. But this has just kind of made me realize how I accidentally actively took part in that system. Exactly. And I think you said that earlier, too, where it's like, uh, it's not enough to just be, you know, not racist, you have to be actively Mm -hmm. anti-racist. And that's, that's, that's the biggest thing right now is that we, if we have any kind of voice, which we kind of do right now, we're using that. Um, kind of. <laughs> yeah and we're gonna link all the possible charities that we know of um in the episode notes and we'll do different ones in the future if we find different ones um yeah I don't know I think it's very important for everybody to be educated and know about this and have more conversations about it with people that are close to you yeah that that was the other thing was like I was like I can't I don't want to talk to like half of my family right now because I don't like want to know their opinions on it because I know that I'll have to say like I can't not say anything anymore so no I also uh this was just kind of a wild thought while I was having it is the last couple days I've had the hairspray soundtrack stuck in my head because that movie kind of deals with a lot of these same issues in like a a fun campy way as musicals do yeah Um, I actually I watched (sighs) hairspray like a couple weeks ago yeah, it's crazy, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But I got, um, I don't even remember what I was thinking about in regards to it. I was just like thinking about the music. And then I got the the Welcome to the 60s song. And I was like, yes. holy shit. Like, this movie's based in the 60s. As much as like the actual physical Black Lives Matters movement has been around for like about 10 years or now, like, this is something that these people have been fighting for decades. Yeah, there was actually this one post I saw of this uh, woman. She's 65, and she was the first woman to be led into an all-white public school. And this year she turned 65. Oh, my God. So that means, yeah, our world was pretty much super racist up until, like, 60 years ago. And it's still pretty racist. But, you know, like, 60 years ago uh, was a time where you know, black and white people were segregated heavily. Um, for what reason? I don't know. <laughs> and that's, that's the whole point is like, I, I want to know more about it. And I want to know more of what happened. Um, and what's happening now. Mm-hmm. So and like that movies always seemed like, so otherworldly and wild to me. But now listening to the soundtrack the last couple days, there was like, there's a part where uh, shit, I don't remember her name, the the bitchy uh, the bitch. Yep. <laughs> um, she, she's auditioning. The mom or the bitch. <laughs> the, the mom of the bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's auditioning for the show. The the main character. I am completely blanking on everybody's names right now. And right. yeah, Tracy. Thank you. She's auditioning, and she um, 
the bitch character <laughs> asks her a bunch of questions and she's just like would you swim in an integrated pool and Tracy's like oh yeah like integration is the way forward like they're great and she basically like freaks out on her and I'm like I like or the dance scene where they're literally dancing on opposite sides of the yeah. school I'm like that happened like that's not something that I can just be like oh yeah it was in the movies like nope that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, and there was also a point too where they asked Tracy something about like, oh, if you could do anything with the show, like what would it be? And she said, I would make everyday Negro day. Yeah. And, and they lost it. They lost their minds, but it's like, I don't know. There's so much uh, about even just black culture that I don't know about. And mm-hmm. I have also learned recently that even like things about, uh, Canadian history has been glossed over like things uh that Canadians have done that I have no idea about or I know the basics of and don't even know the extent even to a point where uh like not this isn't Canadian but the Martin Luther King thing where it's like you guys thought he just did a peaceful walk but do you not remember that he got shot and died because of that like yeah there's violence happens in any kind of protest because it's going against the man and the man's always going to come back and say we're wrong right like it's yeah oh, I don't know there's a lot of things right now going on and and I think at first when this all came out it was just so overwhelming because we already are going through a pandemic and now on top of it this and everyone's saying like you know it's not the right time for this to come out because we're already dealing with so much but I think that's why it's coming out because like we're all so raw right now yeah we're also raw and overwhelmed exactly trying to process it, process everything. And now all this shitty stuff is happening and we're just no longer standing for it, I think, is what's really happening. Yeah. It is really nice to see, like, and like you said, there was a lot of people on my Facebook that were there that, like, I didn't even see that's how many people were there. So, like. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to see who in my like circle of people I talked to or at least know and like a lot of people from my work went too which was kind of nice to see my work actually I don't know if you've seen my profile uh they made like a we stand together against racism uh frame thing oh, nice. for the profile picture yeah which, I saw like, that uh, frame but I didn't notice your work on it yeah it's got the little Accenture logo uh, on it so yeah, yeah I, I can say that that's fine <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's kind of nice. I know it's just a Facebook frame, but like I also know that we've been getting a lot of emails about it that to be fair, I haven't been reading. But <laughs> uh, it's just nice to know that like our company as a whole at least tries to be better. Yeah, that's the thing. There's actually a lot of companies that have been doing that that it's been really cool. Like you saw what uh, Sony did for PlayStation. Yeah, they postponed like their, their whole thing. Um, did you see what Ben and Jerry have done? You showed me last night. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, first of all, they posted just, like, and I get that this is a time for companies to be like, we're we're against racism and have it be a publicity stunt. But I've heard some shit about Ben and Jerry's. And, uh, yeah, they posted, like, this really well-written thing about, like, basically how this isn't something new that we're fighting. It's something that we've been fighting for a long-ass time. And how there's a lot of people involved that we won't ever really know about because they weren't documented like they are now. Um, and then they donated, I want to say like, it's either 4 million or 40 million. I'm unclear on how much we can, (laughs) 
we still can link to whatever. Yeah, still a shitload of money to uh, like bail funds and stuff for people who are getting arrested for protests. And then they also got arrested themselves at a protest, which is amazing. God, it's amazing. Yeah. There's actually a lot of older people that are standing up and doing stuff. And it's actually really awesome to see. Um, I actually saw this article yesterday about a 92 and 93 year old couple they uh, broke out of their home in the middle of the night and went to a protest and their <gasps> their kids were pissed. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, because like they're obviously they're high risk for COVID, right? So they yeah. were pissed for that reason. But they were like, hey, like we were fighting this back when we were 20. Nothing's going to stop us from doing it now. Like, mm-hmm. and just even those words, I'm like, okay, so you're 90. You're fighting this when you were in your 20s. That's like, 70 years ago. Yeah. Like, that's really like this fight has been happening for a long time. And like that makes me see that and be like, okay, I'm 26. I just went to my first protest. Jesus Christ, I hope like something happens between now and when I turn 90 that this isn't a thing that I need to keep doing. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of people that are saying like if a lot of black activists were still alive and our ancestors were still alive, a lot of them would be so sad that, you know, changes have happened. Yeah, but not enough. No. And it's, you know, I, I've been having conversations with a few people about it. And some people, it's not that they don't agree with stuff. They're just not of the protesting kind of people, right? Like they're not Mm -hmm. someone to just go out and protest. And they have the mindset of, you know, well, just me going isn't really going to change anything. And I said, yeah, but if everybody thought that way, then no protest would ever happen and nothing Mm -hmm. would change. Like, and for me, like, I kind of relate to it as a woman where I'm not trying to compare the two, but like there's been a lot of feminist movements that have changed the way the world works for women. And if that didn't happen, then my life would be a lot different right now. So mm-hmm. like, I feel really grateful for all the women that have stood up and have done that. So I think it's the same for the black community where their lives aren't perfect, but they're a hell of a lot better because people went and protested and got their voices heard. Yeah, because they're trying. And like Pride, the first Pride was literally a riot. Yep. And then yep. they were like, you know what? Maybe we should just have a parade next year. Maybe <laughs> maybe that'll be a bit easier. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It's just nothing. If everybody thought that one person's views wouldn't make a difference, then nothing would change. Exactly. And like that was, I think, a lot of my battle this week was I was like, there's so much that could like go wrong. And like, I think Chance at one point was like, I just don't want to get tear gassed, man. And I was like, yeah, but I feel like this is kind of our time to choose to put ourselves in that situation and just kind of hope that it doesn't happen, which by the way, the whole thing went beautifully and peacefully as fuck. Everyone left fine. Unless like something crazy happened after I left, which I don't think I feel like I would have saw something about it. Yeah. But yeah, it went excellent. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear. And also another thing was, see, I wasn't even nervous about, getting possibly hurt or whatever because like you said like like white people are so way less prone to getting hurt at these kinds of things because Mm -hmm. for some reason like if we stand in front of a black person like I have seen videos of like white people like the police are like roughhousing them and stuff but it's still not as bad as what's happening to black people right now so yeah I'll get roughhoused a little bit to save a black person's life possibly I don't care yeah 
And yeah, if it's to like literally save lives, like I'll get a little bruised. Honestly, the thing that I was the most worried about was because I'm not a fast fucking runner. Was that if like the crowd Bruh. started to move too quick, <laughs> I I would have been fucked. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was great. And like Good. we tried, we didn't want to get there too early because we didn't want to be right in the front. Because like I said, we're not the focal point of this. We're just kind of there to support. Uh, and then we ended up being basically, like, right at the back when they ended it. So, like, the second they started dispersing, we were like, oh, we got to move. Like, yep. <laughs> we uh, everyone's just walking. It's fine. But, like, there's still a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it went good. I'm glad nothing went wrong. Um, yeah. And I hope that... I hope that there are more um, and I hope that there are more when COVID's over because I'll make it easier yeah. for me to go without feeling guilty. <laughs> and also, yes, we will be self-isolating for two weeks again now after this. Not like it matters because I work from home, so I barely leave my house anyways. Well, that was the other thing because that was something where they said, like, if you go, you should you should quarantine. And 100%. I I still I go agree. into work and Connor still goes into work regularly. So it's exactly. not something that I really could have done. Um but I wish I could have gone. It sounded really yeah. nice. It was. It was weird. It was nice, but like at the same time, the whole time you're there, you're like, there's a reason I'm here and it's not an excellent one. No. But I'm here. Yep. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That's, I mean, all I have to say for now, I'm sure I'll have more thoughts once I have some more time to, to digest it. That'll be episode two. <laughs> Sorry. The way that you said that, I thought you were saying, all I have to say about it is this. And you just said, all I have to say, yeah. And I was no, like, just, that was all I have to say for now. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. I got all it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Skype. Uh, I love this. Yeah. Also, yeah, we were going to be able to record together since, you know, we're allowed small groups as long as we stay far apart. But we are now over Skype again because protest. Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're being responsible being very responsible so fortunately because it means I don't get to see the kittens <laughs> so. I act- oh so just a little lightheartedness to end this end the podcast <laughs> on so I took them to their uh vet appointment and they got their shots oh yeah I, I actually haven't talked to you about this at all so this is kind of nice so <laughs> yeah on Friday I took them for their first vet appointment that I took them for they already had shots when I got them and then I was getting them their second round and I've left the carrier out for them that we took them home in and they've been like going in and sleeping in it and stuff. And I was like, this shouldn't be that hard to get them back in. Buddy. It was <laughs> like, they wouldn't go near it. And then when I do near it, like I play with the mirror and stuff. If I even like lifted my finger, they fucking bolt. And I was like, Oh my God. So I had to leave my house around 10. So I started at like nine to try to get them in here. And at 10, I still, there was no way. So I started getting pissed and I started like, they kept hiding under the couch. So I kept moving the couch so they'd have to run. And it was just, I ended up cornering them into the shelf and like shoving them in there. And it was rough. It was, I was almost in tears. It was bad. But then they were so good at the vet. Like they were so good. Um, So I brought them to the vet and they had that like scale in the hallway to weigh them. It's yeah. like the big one. And she's like, yep, so I'm going to weigh them individually. And I was like, yeah, if they get out of here, they're going to run. There's no, <laughs> they're really scared right now. And she was like, okay, well, let's go into my office. And uh, well, she had this like little scale and she got this like Tupperware container and she yeah. put it on the thing and put them in there. Oh, like um, kitten lady. Right, right. 
Um, so yeah, that ended up working out well. They each gained about a pound since I've had them. Nice. So they're growing well. And Ginny's like 0.1 of a pound heavier. And I'm like, obviously, because she's obviously. all about food. Yeah. Um, and every other cat I brought in for shots has been very like hissy and growly and like not happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we got them there, so like the vet took them out. She started with Molly because she's more scared. She was just like, she looked obviously very scared, but like she let her do the examination. She had the thing in her ear. She was fine. Um, when she got the needles ready, I just kind of held her and I was petting her and she just sat there and then she put the shot in and she didn't even flinch or meow or anything. Like she just sat there. Whoa, you're being so freaking good right now. Um, she wouldn't take any of the treats, but like she was too scared. So I figured. Yeah. And then when we got Ginny out, she was the same, like, but except she definitely ate all of the treats. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> she put a treat in front of her and she just ate it and she was looking around for more. And the vet was like, oh yeah, she's all about the food. Like, oh yeah, she's yeah. food motivated. <laughs> 100%. So yeah, the exact same thing. And I got the vet to clip their nails because I got scratched trying to get them in the carrier. So. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, so they got their nails clipped, but they were both just so good. Like they didn't even flinch when the shot went in and they were just perfect. Aww. I was very proud. That's good. Yes. Little BBs. Yeah, they're doing good. That's good. Yeah. I think that's it for today. Yeah, I think that's all. Uh, please, We're going to try and link. Oh, 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 there was a song. Uh, I realize the charities are kind of, they're relevant, but they're not for that tomorrow song. But I just kind of really like it. And it's supporting a black artist. So, oh, shit. What the hell is her name? One second. I totally sent you screenshots of it. Uh, Yeah. Marisha Wallace. I feel like I recognize that name and I don't know why I need to look into more of like her stuff and what she does. Um, But she did a redo of the song tomorrow from Annie and it is fucking beautiful. Uh, I like cried this morning listening to it low key. It felt really nice. Uh, even like in her post she said that like she cried a bunch doing it and like it was really healing for her to write so any stream for that uh the funds go to uh broadway cares which uh helps fight aids in theaters and artists across the country and mad trust which is also working with theater community to fight hiv and aids um so that's cool if you want to listen to that song the song's also just really nice uh and we're gonna link any charities that we can find really just keep yep. adding and, to the list and if you can't donate i also want to post uh petitions that you can sign yes um because that's something that doesn't cost anything just your time and usually it takes like 30 seconds to sign them so yeah usually um, the it's already filled out you just got to put your name on it yeah yeah so we're gonna post all that um we're not 100 percent sure what the next episode is gonna be it might be about this again it might not we're not 100 percent sure just no. because be kind to us right now we're going through a pandemic we're going through a lot right now so uh we're hopefully it's going to be on time that's that's as much as I can promise you I don't know what it's going to be about though what even is on time anymore that's fair (laughs) we'll figure it out uh that's why I made the event repeating in my calendar so that if we did ever lose track I could just check and be like okay well we should release it on this day (laughs) exactly uh yeah and be kind to each other just just be fucking nice yeah, check in exactly. on people. Everyone's doing their best right color. now. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing their best right now. Do what you can. Um, and remember that not only are we going through like 
a racist thing right now. We're also still going through a pandemic and people are still on edge about that. So I don't know, just be considerate of other people and be nice. That's it. Just be nice. That's all. Be nice and do your research. You, uh, you kind of owe it to like lots of people, to be honest, unfortunately, not unfortunately, fuck it. Fuck. Unfortunately, you owe it to the world to look into this stuff because it's a lot of stuff that you're not going to actively find the information for unless you look for it so exactly yeah and if you have any thoughts or information about what we said today feel free to reach out yeah especially if you have information i would love to read more about anything right now so beautiful yeah uh, i think that's it yeah so bye bye